0: to The Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and boy, have I missed talking to you guys out there in the uh, podcast of Sphere. And uh, joining me, as always, is the pineapple who's no longer down south. So today we'll call him the pineapple up north. And of course, that is Alan Pena. Alan, how we doing today, buddy?
1: I'm very, very happy. Uh, I've been looking forward towards this whole time. And to be honest, whether it's well, it's nice to have our a break. But every time when we do our podcasts and another episode, it feels like it is like as our day got better, you know, We might have some crappy days or busy days that makes you stress, but when we come together, talk about our topics and talk about what is going on with the players that we talk about, and the teams that we talk about, it makes things easier for us to just relax and, and even reflect on what we even talked about, or, or moving forward, and that's me. It's it's always great when whenever that happens.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself, man. And uh, we're we're just excited to be back here today. And uh, I think it's great that we could be here. Um, we got our Spotify wraps. Uh, as we all know, Spotify gives us Wrapped type stuff for the year. Well for podcasters it gives us a similar thing as well. And uh we just want to say thank you to all those who uh spend that time out of their day listening to us. It it really makes our day knowing that there's actually people listening to us out there. As Alan was saying and uh so we just wanted to take a minute say thank you to that. And uh guys, we got a bit of announcement. We're uh we're kind of rebranding the podcast if you will. Um and uh, Alan, why don't you take over from there? Explain to the okay. people what we got going on here.
1: Awesome. Part of the rebranding is that we'll be—we can say it's a rebrand, but it's a refocus. If I'm correct, um, we'll be doing our international stories, when we've done for the past, like like how we talked about the miracle on ice from the United States Olympic uh, Winter Olympic perspective, and from the Soviet Union perspective like that type of of stories that will bring you into context of how it has impacted today and and as far as previews of different sports well that we will we'll have our own podcast for that coming up Uh, like especially for, for baseball we will talk about that for sure with some big news that happened which we will talk about that later on during during the time
0: exactly so those of uh, you guys out there who've been with us since uh, well June of 2020 uh, you'll remember we we were wanting to focus this on the international aspect of sports and those international stories and lately while we've been doing a lot of great work we've been doing great things Alan and I we've just felt that we kind of we went away from our roots of what we wanted to do with this particular podcast to begin with and and so we decided, that we were going to kind of return back to that, and so uh, today today's episode, um, I believe, we'll, well, we call we gave it the title of what's going on, but a pseudo title, if you will, is the return of the kings or something along that line, kind of similar to uh, Lord of the Rings with Return of the King, and so <laughs> we're we're going to be. Uh, Still the same Soren Sports podcast, we're still going to cover those sports, um, but we're going to focus more on the storytelling of those international stories. Um, As Alan mentioned, we're we're going to focus more on the sport itself with different podcasts that are coming out. So we're really starting to break this down into a network of different podcasts. Um, Some might be hosted by Alan and I, some might be Toro and Erickson, some might be a mixture of all four of us, some might just be a few of us. It, it really is just going to be um, more of a network than it has been.
1: Yep, definitely. And you'll see more of us wherever you go. Uh, we may have different people hosting it, but the content the purpose and where you can watch it and how you can watch it. That will never change. That is completely up to you to how to watch it and at what time. It's in your
0: hands. Exactly. That's good to mention, Alan. And uh, so, uh, Alan, we got some major news coming down the MLB pipeline. Uh, we got Shohei Otane, who uh, won the American League MVP. Shohei, the reincarnation of Babe Ruth, if you will, has won the American League MVP. Alan, what does that? What does that strike for you? What does that invoke? I guess
1: well to me it invokes that hey i think you you got another real face in baseball especially when it comes from an international perspective like it's great to have that coming from from the other side of of the hemisphere and and especially from a country that baseball it's deep in the roots it's it's big time and and really, it shows how much Japan has grown into developing baseball players. Now he joins Ichiro as the two Je- two Japanese players to win the AL MVP. And that's very historic, and and like I said, I will mention a bit about about the. Show, like more about Shohei Otani, about the one guy who opened it up. Well, t- I'll tell you that in a bit. But how he played was outstanding. I didn't think he was going to win MVP. But by the second half of the season, I was starting to be sold on the idea. Okay, you know what? I think this guy might be the AL MVP. Despite the fact that, again, the Angels did not make the playoffs. But you know my opinion on that? But still, what he did, tremendous.
0: No, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Shohei Otani really is the MVP of the sport in so many different ways. Uh, You got his athleticism, the ability to not only pitch the way he does, throw those pitches with the command he does at such high velocity, but also the ability to hit as well as he does and be that two-way player that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. Um, yeah, we have great pit hitting pitchers like Jacob DeGrom, uh, Madison Bub Garner back in his prime. So we have those great hitters and great pitchers, but not like what Shohei is doing. And, you know, the question is, can he keep it up? And we'll just have to wait and see. But, and I think the key is right now in the AL, you're to it. You have the two MVPs on the same team. Mike Trout's best player in all of baseball. I, I will I will say that. But Shohei Otani is another great player in his own right. And we've got to mm-hmm. recognize that. He's probably one of the greatest <laughs> Japanese players that have played in the league. And that's including Ichiro. And, Alan, you and I you know as well as I do that we love Ichiro. We love Ichiro. He was playing when we were growing up, you know? Yeah. So say Hayes might be a little better is it's quite the take, I think.
1: Yeah, I do agree. And I think really um and I'm I'm gonna mention this. And I think I sent you a video uh a podcast link on it. Um it was from ESPN Thirty for Thirty, and when we talk about Shohei or Tani winning MVP or Ichiro winning the MVP as well, or even like Hideki Matsui winning the World Series MVP in two thousand nine, like all of that, like I credit it as I I've, and I've seen this ep- this episode time after time after time because I think it's my favorite. I think I actually want to thank one guy who opened this up. And that is Hideo Nomo, the former Japanese baseball pitcher who started with the Dodgers. And he and, and I'm mentioning this because this is important to know that <clears throat> back in the day, Japanese players, they, they couldn't come to the majors, even if they were very good. Like, they just couldn't because there was a system in place. And, and even... You look at Japanese culture, like, you listen to the coach. And you don't if, – even if your arm is hurting, the coach will be like, oh, I don't care. Keep pitching.
0: Especially and, in those days.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's when Hideo, along with a, a baseball nature by the name of Don Yumura, were like, you know what? We're going to find a loophole. We're going to see how we can get you out. And you can say thanks to a voluntary retirement – he was able to pitch in the major leagues. There wasn't no collective bargaining agreement, no free agency in Japan. It was just you're stuck there until you retire. And and Hidal, to me, he opened it up. And because of that, the Japanese owners, in the Nippon, and the Nippon Pro Baseball League realized, hey, I, we got to. It's time. Let's. We can send our best now to the majors, and that had huge impact. That now Japan can show, hey, we got talent. And then even in the base World Baseball Classic, winning the first two editions. So, really, Japan has really, for years, have have had a stake in the major leagues. But Hideo, him starting it and opening the gates, completely changed how we look at Japanese baseball players.
0: I, I would agree with that too. And we got to mention too, you know, this opens the broadways for a lot more. Um, we saw, and you know, we're Americans here, but we'll just mention, we're still kind of bitter that Japan beat us in the Olympics. <laughs> like, but that just shows, that just proves the point is baseball in Japan has really, taken a hold a stronghold if you will and it's really come to this point where the best player in the entire world is not only proving you know hey vapor did this but watch what i can do and he's doing it at a pace that we've never seen and you know all the all the naysayers and haters out there are going to be like can he keep it up And you know that you can say that about any baseball player in any year. But honestly, look at the three AL MVP candidates for this year. You had uh, Shohei Otani, who won. You had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in second, who many argued should have won. But when you got Shohei doing what he can do, he kind of tops the cake. And then you had Salvador Perez, who took over and just did things we haven't seen catchers do in a long time. And to have, at least in the American league, three of those players not be from the States. That just shows the way baseball is growing. And that just shows what baseball is doing for, for people all over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those three, you mentioned from Vladimir Guerrero jr. Which I argued he would have won. he, should have won MVP just because how close they were to make the playoffs. And he would have made you happy by at least saying, hey, they made the playoffs, but we will talk about that later. But he absolutely great, and so did Salvador Perez. And it's just going to keep going that way. Like, no matter what, what nation you're from, uh mentioned Japan, what Hideo did, I thank him for bringing that talent to the U.S. and showcasing him along with the rest of the Japanese ball players to the U.S. and unto the world. Thank you, Hideo, and and if he's listening, great, and and it will be an honor to have him join us in our podcast. But if not, that's okay. But thank you, Hideo, for opening it up and for challenging the system. Because to me, him doing that, I could kind of compare it to the color barrier of Jackie Robinson. I know it's. Different, but still, you still open the you still open the wind a door to people, and they'll follow. And you could say the same for for the other two. Like they were open through a, a, a through baseball legends in in the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, and sure enough, they followed through, and and they're keeping it going. that's how everything starts. And that's why no matter who wins, always remember. There's always one guy who challenged the status quo and opened the floodgates for everyone to follow.
0: Exactly. And I think that's the best yeah, part, yeah. part because, you know, Guerrero really did, and we're going to do an episode on him. He's one of those players we really want to talk more in depth about, Like he really did open that door for people like each the idol of our youth when it comes to a lot of players. Um, Shohei is that idol now for a lot of those players, and the impact he's having on the league is for the better, and that is amazing. You know, like there's so many players out there that are doing great things, and to see them win this award is amazing. Now, Alan, I agree, if it was just off pure offensively stated. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did, in the end, kind of inch away from Shohei Zotani, uh, Shohei's offensive output. But when you add what he was doing on the other side of the plate with pitching, that gives mm-hmm. him the edge automatically. Because we haven't seen someone do this in years. And you and I definitely haven't seen anyone ever do this before.
1: Yeah,
0: so, like... Just based on that alone, he definitely was the right choice for the award. And he won it unanimously. And I think that's the best part. Is everyone in the whole baseball world was like, no, he's got it. (laughs) Vlad Gamero, you did really good. Salvador Perez, excellent year as a catcher. We haven't seen this from someone at that position in a long time. But when you add what Shohei's doing, he takes it. He's the he's the cake topper.
1: All right, now let me ask you this: you are, you are a baseball coach, whether in the U.S., Japan, Mexico, Dominican Republic, wherever. Would you now consider having players teaching players that it's okay to bat and pitch at the same time, like Shohei does? If you're a baseball coach. I would How would that impact. Well, it,
0: it really depends. Cause it's all the, what the player wants to do. It's all what they feel they can do. Right. And mm-hmm. if that's what they feel they can do, I'm all for that. And we're seeing with Joe Madden and the angels, you know, if he feels he can still do this, we're all for that. We're making it work. And we saw them make it work. And every fifth day, he'd go out on that bump. He'd throw the pill. And do so very effectively, and I think he was in Cy Young contention in the AL too.
1: Mm.
0: So I'll double check that, but I'm pretty like obviously Robbie Ray won it. Um, but I don't know the top three for the Cy Young other than the winner, but to see. Shohei Otani do what he did, throwing the pill, and blasting it into the stratosphere, night after night after night. Sure, he didn't make the playoffs, but what the Angels have done this off season, they're like, "Oh crap, we got to do something here," <laughs> and they're they're proving like, we're 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 trying to make this work. We just haven't had the best of luck with our pitchers, and that's what everyone's like. You just need the pitchers.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They signed Noah Syndergaard. They signed Thor. Like, we'll see what he does after Tommy John, but that's a great signing in and of itself. They're, they, re, they, they re-upped their closing pitcher. They're they're recognizing the, what they need, and they're going about it. Now, I think they just need one more big bat with some a lot more pitchers, and they're golden. That AL West is not as tight as we used to think it was. It's not as clear-cut.
1: Now I do agree. Now I do agree.
0: And so the Angels are like, it's not as clear-cut. Especially after this year with a lot of those players leaving the Astros. Like, it's not as clear-cut as it was. And so the Angels are like, we have Shohei. We have Mike Trout. We have Rendon. We have uh, Noah Syndergaard. We have Ramiel Iglesias as our closer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's just get some cheap starting pitching, some cheap bullpen, obviously cheap but good quality pitching and one more big or quality that bat, quality bat. And I w- I would dare say we would see the Angels in the playoffs next season if this offseason goes the way they w- we want it to go.
1: I do yeah, I do agree with that, but like I said, it all comes down to how they can get it together. And at least I did real I do realize that what the front office in Anaheim, they realized. You mentioned that. Hey, we need to do something now. We do, we do have the bats that fix our pitching. And I've been saying this for what? Ever since we started our podcast,
0: the baseball here, world's been saying
1: it, <laughs> and that's true. Baseball world, yes, I do agree. And just get get a get your pitching. It, it's not that hard, but you. But I don't know why it just happens. But you just gotta look look for that pitching and you'll win a lot of games with pitching. And that's going to help Shohei do his thing and everybody else do their thing.
0: And so for Shohei Otani, congratulations on winning AL MVP. And for all future Japanese players who make it to the MLB, this is for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Because it takes a lot, whether you're American-born, Latin American-born, European-born, uh, Asian-born, Japanese, Korean. It takes a lot to make it to the major leagues. And then to do what you did, that in and of itself deserves, you know. <laughs> so uh, congratulations on winning American League MVP. It was well-deserved. I hope you do it again next year. Um, But it it was really well-deserved. And I would not, I cannot say anyone else nearly deserved it as much as Shohei did.
1: Yeah, I do agree. Definitely. Congratulations to him and, and keep it up. Keep it up. Hold up.
0: And I think that's the best part, you know, is a lot of us in the States, we, you know, we don't get to see the talent as much at, that's in uh, the NBL, the, the Japanese Baseball League, and and the Chinese Baseball League, the Korean Baseball League, or any European League, or the American
1: America. Yeah, we don't
0: get to see that talent on display as much as we do with MLB or uh, our minor league city teams. We don't get to see those talents on display as much as we probably should. But when they make it to the big leagues and they do what they can do at the level that they can do it, and when we see what Shohei did, like holy crap! <laughs> like the only way I think the for me the MVP in the AL is going to be between Mike Trout and Shohei Otani every year. Um, that it it but for me it's going to be can Shohei do what he did this year behind the pill, consistently. And that's the key. We haven't seen this consistently yet from Shohei. And so that's some of the, the naysayers saying, hey, great year, but can you do it again? And for me, I'm saying, your guys are moving the goalposts way too soon. Let him relish this moment. He's on top of the world. He He climbed Mount Everest. He won baseball MVP in the AL. Let him have his moment. And then, as we get ready for next season, let's say, can you do it again? Because that's what we're going to have to do. We got to see
1: what can you do I next know. year. And, and I understand that is doing that immediately. I don't like, I disagree with them doing it immediately, but I understand why. It happens. Even if you won a World Series, can you do it again? Like, it doesn't, it's, it's just one day. Can you do it again? It takes one day. Well, actually, not even one day. I would even say it takes a couple hours to say, can you do it again? So I agree with the naysayer, like what you said, but I understand why people will go, can you do it again? E- immediately. So I would I would say, hey, so, hey, enjoy it. And then once we get to the baseball season, can you do it again?
0: And like, I understand the naysayers doing it too. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like it being so soon. I think you got to let him enjoy this moment that he's enjoying. Mm -hmm. Let him share it with those Japanese fans and angels fans. And then as he prepares for next year, as it gets closer to spring training, if we get spring training, uh, then let's ask that question. All I'm saying is put pause on that question and let's wait because right now, he is without a doubt the MVP, and going in the next year, he still is the MVP until someone else wins it, or or starts to show. Hey, you know, he they're a bit better. So until that happens, Shohei's still the MVP,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether you like it or not. So,
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Well, <laughs> my challenge to Shohei for next year, and what I want to see happen, is I want to see Shohei win MVP, Cy Young, and Silver Slugger. <laughs> I think. And, you know, just while we're at it, a gold glove.
1: <laughs> a gold glove. <laughs>
0: Let him win all the awards. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's necessarily possible, but I do definitely think an MVP and a Sly Young is on the table for Shohei Otani. If, if he does what he can do. And so, I think that we're kind of running the end on this segment of this talk. And so... Uh-huh. We're going to kind of end this part of the episode. Um, I'm going to play our our beloved outro music just so we can end this episode, everyone. Um, We're going to go into a labor discussion. And so that will also be part of this episode that we post on our Soren Sports feed. But for future reference, any in-depth baseball talk is going to be on. Let me pull it up. Name is subject to change, but at this moment, I believe we're calling it Soren Dingers.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be our baseball podcast, everyone. Alan and I are going to host that as much as we can. Um, We might, it might be solo hosting. We don't know yet. But once again, we just want to thank everybody out there for listening to us, giving us some time uh, out of their day every day, Um, whether you guys are at work listening to us, working out listening to us, wherever you are listening to us, whenever. Just know we appreciate it. And if you guys have things we can do better or you think you want to see on this podcast, hit us up. Find us on Good. social media at Pineapple22media on all platforms. Find Alan at Alan Phenom, me at B Wilson underscore 22 on Instagram. So find us. Hit us up. Email us at Pineapple22media. And you know what? Let's...
1: At, gmail. at gmail.com.
0: At gmail, yeah. So, like... Let's, let's get going, everybody. We're going to take yeah, this to the next level.
1: We're just getting started, so tune in and also check out our, our episodes from all year. And like, as Brandon mentioned, hey, reach out if you want to hear something that's bo- bothering as, as far as the sports world, or even if, if you just want to say hi, that's okay. We'll take that as well.
0: Yes, sir. And uh, you know what? Let while well, we still have time on this uh, outro song, because we let's uh, let's take a look and, Alan, what was your favorite episode on Soren Sports this past year?
1: Man, this past year, Ugh.
0: we did so many. It's hard to like pick one out.
1: <laughs> it is. It's it's very hard to like get everything at once, you know. But um, I would say just. I think our opportunities for us to come together when we when we talk about our our nation, like our different countries' perspective on how to develop talent, and even even when when especially my favorite has been our previews, especially mm. how at times I'm like, man, I don't know how how do we predict this or like, but I just. I just love every one of them, just because it's an opportunity for us to see where we're at, and at the end of the season, okay, what are we doing? You know, and I just love every one, every single one of them. No doubt, of, no questions, and ifs or buts about it.
0: I couldn't say it myself. Let's ride this out. Yeah.